the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025. Ron DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, which is dipietro.com. This portion of the program, hey, make sure you stop by Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're open for the season, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off Route 4. You can call them at 295-4399. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Beautiful hyacinthias, hydrangeas. Now, they have... Uh, blue, white, and pink available, and also screen loom, black, brown, hemlock, mulch, crushed stone. Shop local. Shop at Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And especially now, they're open seven days a week. Stop in and see them. Well, folks, last night, uh, now coming up at 1 o'clock will be the Governor McKee COVID briefing. We will uh, get more. If you have questions about the vaccine, if you have questions about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, you know, there's a lot of people that are second guessing that they're pausing this. You should know that. Why are we pausing it when basically it now we're getting more information? There were six women that apparently had blood clots. Now they're saying it was at least three of them were obese. So seven million shots, six women between 18 and 49, I believe, affected so the odds of something happening to you are basically one million to one and now it's even increasing if if you're a man uh the odds increase about a blood clot or in fact even if you are a woman if you're not an obese woman then the odds are even greatly and folks just to give you an idea of the odds of something like that apparently the odds of you being struck by lightning are five hundred thousand to one and so the odds of someone a female actually uh, having a blood clot from this vaccine they're thinking are now one million to one but now i know there's some questions about is it possible it has something to do with birth control pills or if in fact uh some of the women were obese so but they um there are people that are still getting the vaccine by the way but others um now they've paused it some people still have uh, no fear about that so we'll get more chances on that if you have a question uh that you'd like me to ask or if there's a way that i could clear something up for you uh, please go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, and see if we can get that answered for you. Now, last night, there was a uh, Black Lives Matter rally, not like a protest march, but just a rally with some speakers at the State House. And uh, several members of Black Lives Matter were arrested afterwards, or either right at the very end or afterwards, having loaded handguns at the rally. Now, uh, 9mm, now the, the, um, the media is downplaying it. We, we, you and I, we both know that if this had in fact been any type of a Trump rally or a Republican rally or uh, any gathering like that, it would have been front page news would have led it, uh, you know, the headlines would have led the news. 
but see, you know, w if this is a peaceful rally and all these people saying, oh, you know, it was a peaceful rally, just some speakers in Providence. If that's the case, w why, why were some members from Black Lives Matter arrested? One guy was from Riverside. Uh, two more ran into the Providence Place Mall garage. Another one uh, disappeared down into Kennedy Plaza. So one was arrested. Apparently four had loaded weapons. Why, why are they bringing loaded weapons to a state house black lives matter rally why is the media saying it was peaceful why are the leaders the leaders of black lives matter rhode island the pack now they're um they're more militant they uh believe in violence um they also featured a speaker last night who was basically one of the people that initiated the riot last june and one of the speakers last night also was arrested five months ago for threatening to kill police and has abdicated for killing police officers. I, I have been there. She's threatened to, uh, she's made threats against Governor Raimondo. One of their speakers last night speaking at the State House. Let's step back for a moment, and you're not going to see some of this coverage, uh, some of the local other media that just keep falling over themselves, telling you that it was a peaceful Black Lives Matter rally at the State House. So you had several people with uh, loaded weapons. They arrested one, the others apparently got away. And then one of the speakers was arrested like four months ago. Why, why were they arrested? For threatening to kill police and has spoken out in the past for the, the violence and they want to kill police officers. What, why is that person one of the featured speakers? These are some of the questions that the leaders of the Black Lives Matter Rhode Island PAC, um, and I know it's a little confusing because there's different groups, but this is a, a younger group. Um, they're more aggressive. They believe more in uh, more uh, like direct action. Uh, you know, they abdicate for violence. Obviously, they feature a speaker who was arrested. What What's the message that's going out to the community where you have people? Why are they showing up with loaded weapons at the Rhode Island State House? Why are they doing that? I want to commend the Providence Police, the Rhode Island State Police, the Capitol Police. It was not easy to maintain control. Uh, and when you have that type of atmosphere, and this is the same time, mind you, that this same group, these same uh, supporters, legislators, some of their biggest proponents are socialists. This is These are the same people that are calling for, they want stricter gun laws in Rhode Island, and they want your guns removed. So just so we're all clear, you know, you have one group, it's like working hand in hand, in hand one group who's at the state house they're saying we need stricter gun laws and they want to take more guns away and then at the same time some of the black lives matter members are being showing up and by the way head them out and they're bringing loaded weapons to the state house what is supposed to be a peaceful rally and one of the featured speakers they had a list of speakers and one of the featured speakers was arrested a few months ago what was the charge threatening to kill police very violent arrest uh this is disgraceful and they need to you know be held accountable for this and somebody needs to start answering some questions about some of this now another story to watch is and this was to be expected first of all the actions going out going on in minnesota with this non-stop now uh you know non-stop protesting and attacking the police and it's as i've told you it's not going to go away and this is all in the background of they're waiting for the verdict now in this Derek Chauvin. The, the, the leaders of the black community, whether it's Black Lives Matter or Biden or Harris, 
they need to call it out this is unacceptable and the the violence towards the police and the family and the media perpetrating this idea that somehow this woman um that she she intended to shoot and kill that dante wright there's no evidence of that in any way i i completely agree it looks like a monumental screw up it does she's resigned she's going to be held accountable in law in the court of law chauvin's being held accountable and by the way the defense is getting their chance that's the country we live in where you get a chance to defend yourself no you know no one is defending what happened with george floyd but that officer you know what is going to be the reaction if he's not found guilty on second degree murder and i'm not convinced that he is going to be found guilty on second degree murder the defense uh, has experts on that are saying they think his heart disease and drugs contributed to the fact that he died last memorial day that famous scene in minnesota so so are, are the jury are they just supposed to find chauvin by the way who no one's defending are they just supposed to find him guilty of whatever charge because otherwise there's going to be a mob outside that want to go after him i don't think that's the way it should work as a matter of fact i know that's not the way it should work so uh and then the same thing with this this woman kim potter who who did resign who was supposedly training two other people and i i agree it looks bad no one's defending it 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 doesn't make any sense there's even a picture of her with she had a yellow taser gun on her opposite hip i don't know what happened i i don't have an explanation for it uh but there has to be a process for this so we're not just we cannot continue with this mob rule this is like a continuation of last summer we can't they don't like a monument they tear it down they don't like a statue they tear it down they get upset they smash windows and loot and burn and set things on fire just like last night chanting uh you know in rhode island every city every town in rhode island will burn it down what does that mean what does that mean when black lives matter and the defund the police and some of these other organizations and antifa when they're chanting every city every town in rhode island will burn you down how is that not a threat and then they're showing up bringing loaded weapons and then one of the featured speakers is someone who was arrested for threatening to kill police officers and we're supposed to be believed that these and the media was a very peaceful gathering it was not that how is that a peaceful gathering folks i want to remind you about our friends j perry paving provide high quality fair pricing and exceptional service over 20 years experience specializing commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios general masonry projects free estimate call them 732-1730 401-732-1730 j perry paving tremendous job they do give them a call benefits of asphalt paving it's affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing j perry paving by the way they have a great package for veterans if you're a veteran call j perry paving and you're going to get the most incredible deal to get your driveway paved or maybe your parents or maybe your grandparents or a relative if you know of a veteran they're never going to get a better deal on any type of paving whether it be residential commercial seal coating patios driveways whatever it is than j perry paving 732-1730 you're listening to the john DePietro show Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 
7801. MEGA, MEGA Professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator, or your stove, or oven, or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11 and we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. Joining us right now is time for our legal segment. He is uh, our legal expert, Rhode Island attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to start off with this, this Ray Tempest case that certainly has gotten a lot of attention over the years. It's been going on so long, and yet there's another interesting development. Yes, this case is well known to most Rhode Islanders um, regarding Beaver Tempest. Um, He was the prime suspect in a murder of a young woman named Poirier in Woonsocket back in like 1981-82. They could never really get sufficient evidence to um, prove that he did it. 
Um, when Socket Police investigated for years, they finally thought they had a sufficient amount of evidence. They got the Attorney General's office to take the case. Uh, the case went to trial. Tempest is convicted. Fast forward to um, the early 2010-2011. Okay. Tempest gets involved with the Innocence Project, which has been doing great work around the country, yep. uh, investigating old old prosecutions, old convictions, and re-examining uh, largely the forensic evidence. In 2015, a hearing is held before Judge Procassini uh, moving to throw out the conviction based upon new, new forensic evidence. Um, the judge does throw out the conviction and finds that there was um, irregularities in the way that the uh, Woonsocket detectives went about investigating this case, the, the way they went about potentially in, uh, intimidating witnesses. Um, there was problems with the prosecution because it appears that the prosecution withheld certain exculpatory evidence from the defense. The trial was a mess. Mm. And Judge Procassini was well within his purview and I think made the correct decision to throw out the conviction. Okay. That is appealed to the Rhode Supreme Court. In 2016, the Rhode Supreme Court affirms what Judge Procassini did in throwing out the conviction. Okay. Now Beaver is entitled to a new trial. So he is set to retry the case before Judge Krause, who's a very good, very tough judge. Um, there's a flurry of pretrial motions. Beaver sees that these motions are not going his way, and he decides to take a plea deal on what we call an Alford plea. An Alford plea is a specific type of plea where you admit that the state has sufficient facts that you could be convicted on the evidence that they've got. But in an Alford plea, you still maintain your innocence during the course of the, um, the hearing where you're telling the court you're not going to go to trial. You're going to maintain your innocence, but you're going to take a deal. The deal was for time served. And Judge Krause, as he and all the judges would do, would be to explain to the defendant in great detail what an Alford plea means. And what it means is you're agreeing to a conviction. Yeah. That, that, that's the bottom line. You're agreeing that you are going to be convicted and you work out a deal about how much prison time you're going to serve. And he gets credit for all the time he served and he walks out of prison. So 2016 is an important date because right after the Supreme Court rules, he goes back to start his trial. He takes the deal in 2016. Now, he has two problems, and the attorneys for Woonsocket and the two um, Woonsocket cops, Rod Remblad and Ron Pennington, are moving to dismiss on two very strong grounds. Number one, John, is there's a statute of limitations issue. Even if you were to assume that there was misconduct by the cops, misconduct by the AG, when Judge Procassini found it to be so, you might say, well, that's when the statute of limitations runs. But you might say, no, we have to wait and see what the Rhode Island Supreme Court does. So in 2016, they affirm what the uh, trial judge did. 
So arguably, the statute of limitation would have run in 2019 if he had any case at all. Hmm. He didn't file suit until late in um, 2020. So the defendants here are arguing that um, Tempest is outside of the applicable statute of limitations. And I think they've got a strong argument on that count. Next, the defendants are saying that he can't bring this case anyways because he he agreed to take a um, plea deal, which resulted in a conviction. He had the complete right to take his case to trial, to put on his witnesses, to, to have a defense, to make the state reprove the case and put it in the hands of a jury. But he didn't take that shot. He took the sure thing. And I can't say that I blame him. But in doing so, he can't take the plea and then say, well, I only took the plea because of all this um, police and prosecutorial misconduct that happened, you know, 20 years ago. He had the right to his trial. He forfeited that right by taking the deal. He can't have it both ways. He can't take the deal, agree to a conviction, and then challenge the fact that he was convicted in the first place because of misconduct by cops and prosecutors. I see. So I think he's going to lose on one or both of those um, very compelling arguments. I I read the brief that the uh, defendants put forth in favor of their motion to um, dismiss. And I think that um, Tempest attorneys are going to be challenged very strongly in terms of coming up with arguments to counter what um, a trial judge in the federal court is going to have to consider. Um, they, they put forth a very good argument why this thing should all be thrown out right now. Folks, we're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, let's go to uh, last Sunday, <clears throat> this past Sunday, excuse me, where you have, uh, you know, there's a police stop in this Brooklyn center outside of Minneapolis. It's not a big town, 30,000 population. Uh, guy, you know, they get him out of the car. We've all kind of seen the tape. She thinks, I'm going to tase you, I'm going to tase you, taser, taser, and then that gunshot goes off. Um, Where did the cops go wrong? And then she was now, that officer who has resigned, has now been charged with second, I I believe it's second degree manslaughter. So if you don't mind, can we just start with the charges against the police officer? Yeah, she's been charged with second degree manslaughter. And every jurisdiction has different uh, statutory elements for you know, murder, second-degree murder, manslaughter, etc. In the state of Minnesota, second-degree uh, manslaughter, the elements are where a defendant creates a, excuse me, where the defendant creates a, quote, unreasonable risk, close quote, to ki- and kills another through negligence. Hmm. So that's where she could get caught on the negligence issue. Right. Clearly, she intended, I think, to utilize her taser. Right. Unfortunately, sadly, she fires her service revolver and kills the gentleman in the car. You got to say that was negligent. Whether it was a mistake, whether it was an accident, it was clearly negligent. And when she went for to do either of those things, the risk of... Choosing the wrong weapon creates an unreasonable risk. Now, Mm. 
from a political perspective, it's not surprising that a determination has been made to charge her, and it was made so swiftly because of the political environment that's out there. It seems to me this case should have still gone to a grand jury. There should have been an internal police investigation. But in today's day and age, I think that um, the uh, statement that she would be so charged had to be made to try to take the pressure and the uh, public outcry out of this thing. One thing that makes it very quizzical that she could have done this and I don't think she did it intentionally, personally. I think it was a, a, a grave and um, sad and unfortunate error. From what I've looked and read up on this thing, since they've come out with tasers, there's been about 20 cases over the years where cops have utilized a service revolver when they thought they were about to tase a defendant. The explanations are all over the place, such as, you know, in the heat of a very dramatic situation, you know, you just have a brain freeze and you go for the wrong weapon. And I guess that's possible. It is curious how she could do it because most departments are trained that the officer should carry their service revolver on the side of their dom. So if you're right-handed, you would put right. your service revolver in your right hand, Correct. You put your taser on the weak hand, so to speak. Right. Yes. Also, but not always, but frequently, the Taser is a bright yellow gun. Yeah. It looks like a pistol, but it doesn't look like a weapon. It looks like no. a plastic toy right. thing. And it handles differently. Handles differently. Yeah. It's much lighter than a service mm. revolver. And when you shoot one of these Tasers, it almost has to like warm up and then it fires, you know, that projectile that will yep. then stun and presumably incapacitate um, the suspect. So how she could have picked up the service revolver, which is black, um, weighs a lot more than a taser. Um, I mean, I can't account for adrenaline, the heat of the moment, you know, there's, right. there's all kinds of emotions and adrenaline going on, but it's a pretty big mistake. Further, John, when, when, when this occurred, this um, defendant suspect had broken away from the cops, run to his car, and he was trying to escape. Yep. Two big cops were chased him down. He was in his vehicle. There were two big cops on either side of uh, the door to the, the driver's side of the car. Right. This officer sort of pushes her away in and says, taser, 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 and blasts the guy. It, yeah. it didn't seem to be something that was necessary. And it's like she went out of her way to inject herself into the situation. Well, she was the training she officer. She was the training officer, so. but it, it, it seemed an unnecessary seemed... to inject herself right. in to that situation at that moment. Yeah. So, And Tim, the, the weapon on the video, it, it looks like a handgun. Yes, it did. No, excuse me. It was a handgun. It... You're right. That which plays into, you know, if it was a different color with a taser, I mean, it was right out there in front of us. We're watching the video. You can see it. No. It doesn't seem to make sense. And I haven't seen any reporting as to some departments do use a taser, which is a dark color. I don't know. And I haven't seen any reporting as to the tasers that this department uses. 
are they the typical bright yellow or are they black? Right. We don't know that right. yet. No. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24-hour mobile service. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 24-hour mobile service and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Spring is here. Time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftwashing.com. Outside your home. Let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that, that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter. Call Bethel Certified Soft Wash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585, 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com, Bethel Certified Soft Wash and Power Wash. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, the defense now, the prosecution rested, the defense, they started the defense today. We're talking about the Derek Chauvin trial, the death of uh, George Floyd. You know, little by little, uh, that Eric Nelson, I thought he's done a decent job chipping away. Um, I I think it is curious. So the the defense will go this week. I believe they're going to have closing arguments Monday. The judge is going to sequester the jury um next starting next week after they get the close after closing arguments but i'm curious if um you know today they had a pathologist who said he believes it's undetermined how how floyd died they've done a pretty i think decent job regarding introducing the drugs that were involved and also the 
you know, one guy gets medical expert gets up and says one thing, and then they get a medical expert up and he says the, the opposite. Yes. The first defense expert um, rendered an opinion that Chauvin's acts were justifiable and consistent with departmental training and yep. departmental guidelines. Now, certainly the prosecution will chip away at these experts and get them to concede things here or there. But the jury is hearing now from new experts from the other side of the case who are saying diametrically opposed things that the prosecution's expert said. So expert one says the acts were justifiable. Expert two comes out and says some pretty strong things. Um, to quote him, he said, I feel that Derek Chauvin was justified and was acting with objective reasonableness following Minneapolis Police Department policy and current standards of law enforcement in his interactions with Mr. Floyd. That's a pretty unequivocal statement. The same expert goes on to say, it's easy to sit and judge while you're in your office what this officer did out at the scene. You've got to put yourself in the officer's shoes to evaluate what that officer was experiencing, what they were sensing, what the crowd was doing, what the defendant was doing. There's a lot that goes into it. And essentially saying it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback. It's very tough to be out there on the scene where you're always in, encountering something unexpected. And both experts have also commented uh, on the crowd and the training that an officer needs to keep the suspect under control because the officers were unsure whether that crowd was going to um, become more participatory and come after the cops or try to get in there and wrestle the cop away to help um, Mr. Floyd out. I mean, who knows how this was going to shake out? We know how it shook out now after the fact, but in real time, you really don't know how things are going to shake out. Um, second expert also talked about <clears throat> where the placement of the knee was, that it wasn't near the windpipe, and that for an extensive period of time, uh, Floyd was speaking. While he's saying, I can't breathe, he was breathing and speaking. Um, that argument goes so far. I think it goes into maybe the first five minutes of the scene, but in the last four minutes, it's a tougher argument to make because Floyd wasn't speaking. He wasn't doing anything. He was laying there um, in a in a dreadful state, whether he was dying or dead at that point. Um, the medical examiner that was brought in also gave some compelling testimony. And you're right. He said that the cause of death should have been marked undetermined. It shouldn't have been marked by the ME as homicide. And right. this expert, who is well qualified, he used to be the chief medical examiner in the state of uh, Maryland, uh, with strong credentials, says, listen, this guy had an enlarged heart. He had extremely high blood pressure. He had fentanyl in his system. Um, you know, he had all these things going on. He had an enlarged heart. Um, all of these things could be contributing factors that led to his death and not necessarily just the officer's knee being on his neck. There were so many con potential contributing uh, factors leading to this man dying that you can't pin it simply on Chauvin and simply on that act of the knee on somewhere on the back or the neck. Um, 
and the prosecution chips away at that, but that's pretty strong stuff for the jury to hear. Now, what will happen at the conclusion of the case when the judge instructs the jury, the judge is going to say, you don't have to accept any of these expert opinions. You can accept the ones that you want to accept. You can reject the ones you can want to reject. You can reject them all. Um, you know, it's up to you to give these experts the weight that you feel is appropriate. So the jury could be looking at this thing and liking the prosecution's expert and you know, think that the defense experts are simply hired guns or vice versa. But all the defense has to do, as we've said, is put reasonable doubt in the minds of the jurors. And if reasonable doubt is established, that's, that's your roadmap to getting an acquittal. And as we're listening, John, to these defense experts and looking at the very dangerous charge that the judge reinstituted of third-degree murder, to review, third-degree uh, exists in, in Minnesota whoever, without intent to cause death, does so by an act so imminently dangerous to others and evincing a depraved mind without regard for human life is guilty of third-degree murder. So the thing that hurts Chauvin is the language that says whoever without intent causes the death. And then the next thing that has to be proved is, was it eminently dangerous? Well, you got experts saying that what he did was eminently dangerous and others saying it was not eminently dangerous. But then you get into this tricky clause that says evincing a depraved mind. So they would have to yep. prove that Chauvin was such an SOB that knowing that he was slowly asphyxiating this man on the ground, continued to thumb his nose at the crowd, not to listen to them, um, to be Mr. Tough Guy and to keep his knee wedged against uh, Floyd's neck. If the jury finds that that's what he was doing at the time, then they could find that he had a depra de depraved mind. But the sure. elements taken together are difficult for the prosecution. I mean, did he cause the death? That's the first question. Was it his act that caused right. the death? Um, and was it dangerous? You got some experts saying, oh, yes, this was very dangerous. And others saying, no, this was policy. Tim, I want to ask you, um, the New York Times is covering this very extensively. And one thing that the reporter I picked up on <clears throat> put that saying right now we are on a lunch break since we have different reporters uh, representing the news being the courtroom every day, it's difficult to say how the jury's reacting to the defense experts. But according to two pool reporters from the journalists in the courtroom, jurors were grateful for a break. Jury overall appears pretty low energy, burned out. The jury seems drained of some of the comments. And then another person put, I love how these two descriptions of the pool report, juror 13 per usual seems to have fallen asleep a few times. And when break is called approximately 1050, they seem relieved. What, what what are we to make of that they they seem pretty burned out, low energy, and drained? And maybe even one of them, 
uh, seems to uh, doze off from time to time. Well, that's not good for the defense. You want jury, you yeah. want jurors who are engaged and sitting upright and listening to something new, saying, "Oh, I hadn't heard this before. Oh, I hadn't considered that. Wow, that's a that's an interesting point." If yep. they've been bludgeoned for two weeks with this very emotional testimony. Um, you know, heart wrenching. People sobbing on the stand. The brothers up there crying. The girlfriends oh, up yeah. there crying. And I'm not diminishing. Talking not, to him, talking to the ghost and, of George Floyd. And, and I'm not diminishing that testimony. No, I, I, I am recognizing the effectiveness in um, playing to the sympathies, at the very least, of the jurors. Um, you know, the defense, as we've said, has to sit there and take it. Now, we just hope, well, not we, the defense would just hope that the jurors haven't tuned out. You know, when I say right. we, I think as a defense attorney, we always hope that yep. the jury can hang in there long enough and not be sick of the case or come to a conclusion before hearing all the evidence that they'll give the defendant and his witnesses and experts a fair shake. Um, that may not be yeah. happening. And if it's not, that's bad news yeah. for Chauvin. And uh, Tim, Tim Dodd, is, is that where the jurors just maybe not even they don't vocalize, but it's basically like I've heard enough. Like I, I, I've heard enough to make up my mind, and therefore, just as we said, I am tuned out and zoning out, and I'm not even absorbing. Because today they they showed when they had Floyd in the car, and he was started with the I can't breathe in the car. They didn't even have the hands on his neck, and then he said, "Can you just lay me out on this?" On the sidewalk. And I also thought the expert that's, you know, they had an expert today say they think it was carbon monoxide that from the car that maybe helped uh, contribute to the death. But but none of it matters if the jury is burned out, low energy, tuning out and just looking forward to when the judge says, let's take a break. That's always a concern for trial lawyers. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to lose the jury. Now, by the same token. You know, if the prosecution uh, burned out the jury and they were just sick of their presentation, it might not has, have been as fully effective as the prosecution would like. But I think it's worse for the defense right now. Yeah, folks, another quick break more with attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro show. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. 
Perrin will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle, whether it's a small fender bender or nearly totaled vehicle? West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident... First thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. We're speaking with uh, Rhode Island attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, um, Congressman Matt Gates, uh still nothing has happened, but we've definitely gotten more details. Um, they, they seem to be reports that, someone that he was kind of in cahoots in might be cooperating against him. But I think it's interesting, this, this element of, of that they're, they're alleging sex trafficking. And I guess CNN talked with two women that claim, you know, that money was sent through like a Venmo account. And I, I still can't figure it out though. Cause they're basically saying that they, and they were invited to parties that uh, Mag- Congressman Gates and some other friends or a friend would have, and then they would then give them cash and gifts and things like that. But they're almost intimating that um, the fact that they were traveling to these get-togethers and parties, that that somehow is um, wrong against the law. The, the sex trafficking, I, I thought it would have to be that the individual is under the age of 18 that that has happened. Well, yes, and there's plenty of circumstances where adults of either sex um, engage in sexual conduct with others for cash or for gifts. I'm not condoning it, but that's the real world out there. Um, Right. The trick is if the cash and the gifts and the money for transportation, et cetera, was to transport someone under the age of 18 across state lines, that becomes a federal offense. So if all of this stuff was happening with adult women, you may not like it. You might think it's it's despicable conduct, paying for sex with um, either money or gifts. Well, or regardless, so to attend a party. I mean, I've heard of, you know, they'd say I'd like to go, but uh, that means I'd have to call in sick for work. How much do you earn? Oh, I would normally earn $500 a night bartending. Oh, okay, then I'll send you $1,000 so you can attend the party. I mean, there's different ways, but the bottom line, if that's all they have, unless there's somebody underage, it just doesn't, 
seem to be anything well, that's there. Well, the, that's the whole question. Was anyone underage? And if they were, even if okay. Gates thought that the, the woman in question was 23, if she's actually 16 or 17, and she swears yep. on a stack of Bibles that she's 23, Gates would still be in trouble. The problem for Gates okay. is, I guess this guy, Joel Greenberg, they used to they used to run together. Yeah. They would engage in these allegedly um, cash and gifts, cash and gifts Parties. for sex. Um, yeah. They were together for these things. So um, Greenberg is jammed up on a number of charges, um, federal charges uh, emanating from his conduct in the state of Florida. He's looking, I think, at one of the charges has a mandatory minimum prison sentence of not less than 10 years. So when you get into that type of situation with the feds, uh, the feds will try to flip you and get you to testify against someone who they're investigating for other reasons, just like Michael Cohen is trying to do with President Trump. Sure. So this guy Greenberg yep. knows everything, allegedly, that Matt Gates was up to. And if Greenberg yep. is helping the feds to connect the dots, um, if I was mm. Gates, I'd be pretty concerned. The question always becomes, is the person in Greenberg's shoes telling the truth or is he spinning a story to try to get himself out of a jackpot and give something to the feds so they'll go easier on him right it's a credibility issue um but yeah. gates has someone who is in the tent with him so to speak who is now telling the feds presumably everything that went on in that tent and that can't be good for gates um Bernie Madoff uh, has passed away, uh, swindled a lot of people. There's all kinds of schemes out there. And the latest, this is different, where you have someone from East Greenwich who was involved apparently with the movie Vault or The Vault or whatever they called it. But he, um, his, the charges or allegations, I should say, are against him are that he was trying to get people to, the way I understand it, invest in, it was, um, you know, like a male stripper show, uh, Magic Mike and so forth. And Got a lot of takers, and a lot of people thought that they were somehow investing in this show. This is definitely an unusual story. Yes, I mean, it seems like, I don't know if it's a sign of the times, but there's more and more of these swindles and Ponzi schemes and yeah. obtaining money under false pretenses. Um, this gentleman um, was able to raise a lot of money on the representation that, again, he was involved in the magic mike show or something which is i think a takeoff yeah. there was a movie i believe magic mike about ma yeah oh, male that's exactly strippers what and yeah. I, it was so successful yeah. i think they made a second one um so he gets people to invest just like um we talked about last week the individual who was getting people to invest on the on the uh representation that they had an in with netflix and we're going to get movies made and raised hundreds of millions of dollars, and it was all just a big Ponzi scheme. This case looks like it's going in the same direction. Um, as we've said before, you know, when the promises of return on your investment are so exorbitant, um, you know, if something seems too good to be true, it probably isn't. You know, that adage is true over and over and over again. Um, I don't know who invested with this guy, but. Um, Again, 
folks are going to lose a lot of money, and it looks like this guy is a serious contender to spend a good amount of time in prison. It's it's a it's a variation on that same old Ponzi scheme. Yep, folks. He is our uh, legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. Stay Thanks, safe, and we will talk care. to you again. It's spring, and time to call J. Cannell Engineering today at four zero one. 351-7600. J. Cal Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm. It'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J. Cal Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Remember, with JKL, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. In the wintertime, JKL, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer called JKL Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call JKL 401-351-7600. For 54 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved national grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today for light for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351 7600. 401 351-7600. It's J.K.L. Engineering. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever guaranteed call lawn doctor today check out their website lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025